Welcome to Girl Talk, where we engage in real talk and share real stories of women who have overcome by encountering the one true God. Now, here's your host, Lynn Blakeney. Such a privilege to have my dear friend Nancy Burpee with us today. Nancy and her husband, John, have been our longtime friends. They have a ministry called Destiny Churches and Ministries International. Nancy is a mother of two, and she has five grandchildren. If there was one thing I could say about Nancy, it would be that she has a very positive outlook on life, even in the worst of times. Nancy has an amazing story of victory. Although given a death sentence, she persevered in faith until she conquered all odds. She has been cancer-free for 15 years. Nancy, welcome to Girl Talk. Thank you, Lynn. I cherish our friendship. I want you to know it's an honor for me to be your, your guest today on Girl Talk. Wow, that's so good to have you. I'm so excited and knowing your story and I know how many lives it's going to touch. So Nancy, tell us about your background. Where were you raised and what was it like for you growing up? I was raised in a very small town Maine, and I grew up, I had just one brother. It was just mm-hmm. he and I and my parents. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a joke in our family. I was my dad's favorite. And my brother was my mom's favorite, but that worked for us. That was not a problem. That's so I, the house that they brought me home to when I was born is the same house that John took me out of when we married. Wow. And I lived here all my life. Went to school with all the same kids for all through grade school and again through high school. Let's fast forward. You met and married your childhood sweetheart soon after John joined the military. Tell us about that experience. Like I said, I went to school with the same kids all the way through school. So When a new family moved to town, that was a big deal. So Mm. John's family moved to town my junior year, his senior year. I saw him pretty quickly after he got there. So I made sure I was kind of in the right places at the right time. So maybe he'd see (laughs) me. uh, My friend kind of set us up for our first date. We went to a Mm -hmm. high school dance for Mm -hmm. our first date. And that was back in 1971. So now we have actually been dating for over 50 years. John and I graduated from high school, and after John graduated, uh, he did some different jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. but then after I graduated, we decided that we really wanted to get married, and he felt like he needed to get a career, you know, to be able to to support us, so he chose to go into the Air Force, which actually was a childhood dream of mine. Uh, I had neighbors that were in the Air Force, and I thought, oh, that would be so cool to be married to somebody in the Air Force. (laughs) <laughs> so he went in in October of 1973, yeah. and we were engaged that December of 73. Okay. And we were married um, a few months later in August of 74. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, when we got married, John was stationed at Dover, De- Delaware, at Dover okay. Air Force Base. And mm-hmm. so he came to Maine, and we got married, and then he took all of our wedding gifts, me and everything I owned, and we moved to Dover, Delaware. Wow. We lived there for about three years, and that's where we have both of our kids. Both of our kids were born in Delaware. Chad mm-hmm. was born in 75, and then Julie was born in 77. Okay. And a few months after Julie was born, John got orders to go to the Philippines, and we were really excited because we actually had put yeah. in, that was on our dream list, was to go really? That doesn't happen very often in the military. So John went ahead of us. because It was just easier. You know, we had the kids. We're still, Julie was still a baby. So he went ahead of us. He left in December of 77. 
Mm-hmm. And my kids and I joined him in January of 78. Wow. And that's when things really changed. When I got to the Philippines, I realized that John had changed drastically. He wow. was drinking excessively. He was partying all the time. And it just wasn't who he was. When we lived in Delaware, he was a, a great husband, a good dad. He, you know, often worked two jobs to support us. We were just his everything. And wow. I was devastated. I was so hurt by it. I wish I'd made a good decision, but I didn't. I decided right. if he wants to live that life, then I'm going to live that life too. We chose to live in the same house, but to live two totally different lives. Wow. I was free to do pretty much what I wanted because we had maids and they took care of the house and took care of the kids. So I really didn't have any responsibility. And wow. I wish I'd made a different decision, but that, that wasn't it. Goodness. Well, I think, you know, hurting people hurt. Our natural instinct is to hurt those who've hurt us. So, Nancy, here you are in the Philippines, like far from home. All of this is going on. You've got two children. I mean, what a difficult place to be in. When did you and John finally surrendered your life to the Lord? Tell us what changed in your life. John was chosen to be on a team, and they called it Airplane Rodeo. So they would take the plane from the Philippines, they'd fly Mm -hmm. it to the United States, and they would compete. They do like takeoffs and landings and dropping, you know, uh, parcels okay. in an X or something. So they went to compete. So right. he, he came back to the States and the kids and I, of course, stayed in the Philippines. Okay. And while he was here in the States, he got the opportunity to um, go and visit his family in Maine. Because, you know, he hadn't seen him for a year and a half. Right. So he did. And when he was there, as always, his mom asked him to go to church with her. She was a wonderful Christian woman. He went to church with her. Yeah. And uh, he said he really felt such conviction of the Holy Spirit drawing him to Mm. make commitment to Christ and to change his life. But Mm. he chose not to. He said he decided to come back to the Philippines in hopes Mm. that I'd go with him and we could do do this journey together. Wow. While he was gone, I'm back in the Philippines. I've had enough. I just I can't live like this any longer. Mm -hmm. I, I want my husband back. But if he's not going to act like my husband, then I want a divorce. So I got divorce papers and filled them my half. Yeah. Put them into the desk drawer and figured I would present him with them when he got back from, from the United States. Oh, my. Yeah. So he came back to the, to the Philippines and he right. always had gifts for me. We call them guilt gifts. He always brought me gifts when he came back. <laughs> so I waited for those because I wanted to see what he brought. Okay. So I the gifts. I said, that's nice, and mm-hmm. I will keep these, but what I really want is a divorce. I said, I've already got the papers. They're filled out. They're in the desk drawer. And he mm-hmm. looked at me, and he said, no. He said, we're not going to do that. He said, we're going to go to church. We're mm-hmm. going to surrender our lives to Christ. We're going to mm-hmm. serve God and get our marriage back together. And wow. I thought, oh, my goodness, who is this? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what changed? What changed? Yeah, right. I didn't know he'd gone to church. I didn't know that God was really dealing with his heart. And okay. that was kind of doubtful as to whether he'd follow through on this or not. Right. So Sunday morning, we got up, we got ready, and the two of us went to church. And we gave wow. our hearts to Christ. Goodness. I don't think I shed a tear, Lynn. I don't think I cried mm-hmm. at all. I was just so determined that this is what I had to do. Because right. I couldn't go on with life the way it was, and I didn't know any other way to do it. Wow. So we, we started serving the Lord 
Yeah. You know, things didn't change 100% overnight by any means. But little by little, God worked in our lives. Holy Spirit taught us. We have wonderful mentors that just took us under their wing and taught us so many things. Just helped us to understand, you know, what the word told us to do and how to kind of carry that out. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. You know, Hebrews 12, 11 says that discipline is always difficult. It's not pleasant in the beginning. But in the end, it Mm. yields the fruit of peace and righteousness. And that's what I desperately needed. I didn't know that then. Right. You know, living that rebellious life, I was yielding the fruit of ugliness and turmoil. And that mm. is what I wanted. I knew that I didn't want that. Wow. So things began to change. John yeah. and I began to trust one another. We, we fell back in love. And oh. things really, really were on a good path. That's great. Well, knowing you and John today, if I hadn't heard your story, I would never know that that was your background. I mean, because I do, I see a happy couple in ministry, doing life together, awesome kids. So God obviously done a great work in you. What a great testimony. So Nancy, eventually God called you into the ministry. What did that look like? And what was your role? How did that happen? Yeah. Shortly after we were saved, I I don't have a time now, it's been too many years, but um, we both started to feel, you know, just in our spirit, we just felt like God was calling us to Mm -hmm. go full-time ministry. Um, We didn't, we didn't have any audible voice. We didn't have a prophet come up and say, you're called to full-time ministry. It was just (laughs) the thing we knew in our spirit. We just both knew that and we agreed, you know, we both agreed to that, that that's Mm -hmm. what we wanted. John still had three years left uh, of a commitment in the Air Force. So okay. obviously we couldn't just get out and, and go into ministry. Right. So, but I, I think it was a good thing for us. Yes. We yes. had another year and a half left in the Philippines. So that's awesome because it was kind of a half and half. A okay. year of rebellion and turmoil and a year of serving the Lord in peace. And it was wow. a year and a half of each. That's so we, uh, when we get ready to leave the Philippines, John got orders. And remember, I told you that the military doesn't always listen to what your dream sheet looks like. Yes. We, we'd been gone for three years. My parents hadn't seen my kids or me for three solid oh, years. Goodness. And so we put in for Maine, New Hampshire, New York, and Dover, Delaware. And we got California. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it kind of figures. Yes. So we went to California for a year and a half. And okay. again, there, we were able to be mentored more, be discipled more. I think mm. the three years were really good for me. I didn't know much about God or the Word yeah. of God. And yeah. so I needed those three years before we really started to, you know, change that course. At this point, I still I still was just able to absorb and just take in what God had for me. That's and so, yeah. And so um, when John got done that year and a half in California... We knew we had to move, and we chose to move back to Maine. Okay. Back there. His mom wasn't well. She had been diagnosed with cancer. Okay. So we kind of wanted to go back and be support for her. Well, John chose to go to a three-year Bible school there, mm-hmm. where we, uh, which was really, really interesting. It was small. It was you know, very intimate. He really, really got to know the Holy Spirit well there. Yeah. 
We've had some great moves of the Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't go to Bible school. I took a couple of courses, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I didn't go. I tell people I got my PhD. I put husband through. I didn't. <laughs> I hear you. Yes. So uh, he, when he finished up school, we took a part time. Uh, well, it was a full time, but a short period of time. We mm-hmm. took a um, a youth pastorate at the church that we were attending. Mm-hmm. And just a few months into that, John realized he really wanted to get his bachelor's degree. And he was afraid. You know, we were getting older. We weren't the young kids in college. <laughs> and he was feeling like if he didn't do it, he, he wouldn't do it. Right. So, so we um, packed everything up and moved to Springfield, Missouri, where he finished up his bachelor's degree okay. and started on his master's. Um, but the master's was really pretty expensive. Actually, the military paid for his schooling up as long as he was getting his bachelor's. But after that, then we had to pay for it. Okay. And it was pretty expensive. And we felt like it wasn't what God wanted for us. He didn't want us to go that far in debt. Yeah. So we decided to, he would continue with courses along the way and not, not do it full time. Right. So again, we were in contact with some people in Maine, um, mm-hmm. the denomination that we were affiliated with at that time. Yeah. And they said that they were looking to start a church in Brewer, Maine, which is about 25 miles from my hometown. So uh-huh. we were excited to be going back. I wasn't excited about the weather. I still don't like cold weather. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I was excited to be going back close to my parents and close to his parents and right. brothers and sisters. And our kids get a chance to grow up with cousins, which is really pretty awesome. Hmm. So um, when we got there, you know, we started the church and, and uh-huh. I, I did what I could to help. You know, I, I taught here and there. I love to teach. That's probably one of my favorite things to do. Awesome. Um, and John was senior pastor. We yeah. knew that. That was obvious, I guess. Yeah. But what was my role? I, I didn't right. really know where I actually fit in. Right. And so after spending time with the Lord and really listening to him and, you know, understanding, again, in my spirit, what yeah. he wanted. And he told me, he said, Nancy, your main job, your main ministry is to your husband mm-hmm. and to your children. And all yeah. those other things you can do, you can do the right. teaching, you know, wherever you're needed. But mm-hmm. priority number one is always your husband and your children. Wow. And I'm, I'm really thankful to this day. Like you said, John and I have a great relationship. I like being with him. I even like him. I don't just love him. <laughs> I like him. That's I good. Love him. Uh, wow. My kids are really close to each other. And they're close to us. And so yeah. I'm thinking that to me, that's the fruit I got for being obedient to what God was asking. That's so good. I mean, it's true. A lot of times when your spouse or goes into the ministry, you know, as a wife, especially as a woman, sometimes we just don't know what our role is. But I agree with you, Nancy. That was the same thing for me when we first started out in ministry. I'm like, I got put in kids church because that's what pastor's wives did. You know, I was in the nursery. I did those things, clean the church, all of that, because those days, that's what the pastor's wife did, you know, but it's true. The Proverbs, Proverbs 31 is so clear. You know, I I believe that really God has called each and every woman who is a wife. Yes. That has to be number one. God and then your family. Yes. And so it's it's awesome how, you know, you fit into that role so nicely. I mean, we've known you for years. You're an awesome wife, an awesome mother. And I love how you minister with John, even though he may be the senior leader. But still, you compliment him so well. And, you. you know, it's been an honor to work side by side with both of you. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, let's talk about your story. Here you are. 
years later, you were now serving at a church in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you were given a grim diagnosis. Take us back to the day when you went for your annual exam and later you got a call to say that you had breast cancer. Tell us your thought process and how you work through all of this. Well, in, um, we, as you said, we were pastoring Lincoln, Nebraska by this time, and um, I had found a lump, and so it was January, and I thought, it's time to put off being scared, and it's time yeah. to go and get this checked out. Okay. So I, I called my gynecologist's office, made an appointment for a mammogram and for an exam, and mm. um, when she got done, she said to me, she said, Nancy, I'm a little concerned for you. So I knew, you know, I was on track. I was right that I had taken this seriously. Mm. And so um, the next day she called me and she said, Nancy, she said, the mammogram doesn't look good. She said, I want you to call. She gave me a number. I want you to call, make an appointment for a biopsy. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an appointment that I hope you never have to keep. And I said, what is that? She said, with my friend, a breast surgeon. And I hope you never have to see her but I want to get it set up. So if you do, you know, you're ready just to go right in. Wow. So um, I had the biopsy done. That was done on a Friday. On Saturday was my oldest granddaughter's uh, third birthday. So I went to the birthday party, uh, Mm -hmm. which kind of took up my day, kept me busy, you know, because you don't want to be too much. That's right. Yeah. And then Sunday, of course, was church. And we called the, the board and the staff in. We didn't say anything to the church at this point because they still didn't have a diagnosis. Yeah. So we called them into the office and we told them that I'd had a biopsy done and mm-hmm. that I would be probably getting results in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Well, that Monday was Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. So okay. I figured I wouldn't hear from the doctor. You know, most doctor's offices are closed. The church was closed that day. Yeah. So we, my kids decided they wanted to come over for the evening to keep me busy, right. which was yeah. funny. So, right. And I'm so glad they did. It really worked out just perfectly. Mm-hmm. So just about the time they got there, I got a call from her. And she yeah. said, Nancy, she said, it's cancer. Wow. And, you know, I tell people it, there's so much to cancer. I mean, there's, there's treatments and there's, you know, side effects and the treatments. And there's so many things that you go through. But I mm-hmm. think worst is just hearing those words it's cancer yes the hardest that's the Mm. hardest part and so that was I had to start processing you know I had to come to grips with this and what that meant for my life my kids needed to process too so I'm glad we were all together that evening it just gave us some time together and you may think this is odd but Chad you know how crazy he is he was just he was his crazy self and he had us all laughing which is what we needed to do you know, we needed to just get our mind off of that. But right. yeah, we talked about it too. We did. Oh, that's good. And about that time, the Lord spoke to me. And again, not an audible voice, no mm-hmm. problem involved, just in yeah. my spirit. He yeah. spoke to me and he said, this isn't quite, he, he, he misquoted it. Uh. <laughs> he said, you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Wow. The scripture says, I will live and not die. He said, you will live and not well, die. It was personal. It was a wonderful word. He yeah. actually spoke it to me two more times later on in, in the process. Wow. Um, the words got me through a lot of dark times. You know, that's what I hung on to. That's all wow. I had really to hang on to at times when things got really, really, really rough. 
And those things that the Lord speaks to us, even though it might have not seemed really significant, you know, at the time, you know, you're you're trying to process all of this and you've been told you have cancer. And obviously it must have been serious for the doctor to move that quickly. Yes. But you do get that word. I mean, I have found in my life when God gives us those words and and you get that uh, it resonates with you. You hang on to those. And I know, like you said, you you heard that voice again two different times after that. And those were the words of the Lord that you had to cling to, that you had to hang on to. Because, you know, it, we need his strength in our times of trouble. Absolutely. So, Nancy, let's talk about your journey. What type of treatment did you receive? And what was that experience like? Okay, Um as I told before, my doctor had set up an appointment with the breast surgeon. So that was my next appointment was to go and see her. And John and I went in and we had to get a game plan. What are we, Nancy, what are we going to do? And she kind of left it in my hands. She gave me the options. Okay. She told me at that time that um, they were finding better results from women or even men. Men can have breast cancer too. Yeah. But, um, they were getting better results if they did chemo first and did the mastectomy second. Okay. So I decided to do that. That seemed like the, the right choice at the time. Okay. And so uh, we set that up. So about two weeks after I was diagnosed, I began uh, chemo. And mm-hmm. I started my first round of eight. I had wow. eight rounds. And I, like you said, because it was serious, most people do it every third week. Mm-hmm. I did it every other week. So that meant we had to really keep my blood counts up, which was a, a lot. We had, you know, because chemo is poison and what it does is it tries to, it really tries to kill you. Hopefully it kills the cancer and not you. That's right. yeah. um, I lost my hair. I lost my eyebrows. I lost mm-hmm. my eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I started to get pale. I just, I found some pictures later. I think they're gone. I haven't seen them lately. <laughs> I looked like a chemo patient. I really did. And it was, it was sad. And that's, I didn't want, I'm the pastor's wife. You know, I'm right. in front of people every Sunday. Yeah, a woman of faith. Yes, God mm-hmm. was good. And um, my insurance paid for me to buy a wig. They huh. paid for it. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yes. So we went and I bought, I bought the most, John came with me and we picked one out and it was just perfect for me. Aww. As a matter of fact, I would have people come up to me sometimes and say to me, Oh, where do you get your hair cut? I love that color. It was a wig, but it made me feel good because I'm seeing this woman who has no eyebrows and eyelashes and is as pale as can be. They Mm. saw something pretty, and that that made me feel good. Isn't that that's so awesome? Yeah. So then, three weeks after I finished the chemo, that would have been in. uh, I finished up the first part of May, Mm -hmm. and end of May was time for the mastectomy. And so I went, I had met with the, again, with the breast surgeon, met with the plastic surgeon and was ready to go. So I went for surgery and when they did the mastectomy, which is pretty normal, they also took lymph nodes. Okay. The point of that is if the cancer has spread, it will spread Mm -hmm. first to the lymph nodes and then it can go many, many places after that. So lymph nodes are clear, then you're good. Right. So I felt like this is it. I am. Wow. I've gotten through eight rounds of chemo. I real I wasn't sick. I didn't look good, but I really wasn't sick. I was tired, but right. I wasn't sick. So and there so was hope. Well, very thankful for that because I know some people really have a rough time with nausea and all of that. And I didn't. I just, like I said, I was tired. 
And I was just ready to get on with my life. I guess. Yeah. I heard your, I've heard your testimony and you shared that this, you know, this journey was finally over and now I can get on with my life. So when all the chemo was done and the lymph nodes were set away, tell us what happened next. So a few days later, I'd I'd gotten home from the hospital and my breast surgeon called and she said, "Uh, Nancy, I'm sorry. She said that every lymph node they took had cancer in it. So I was just devastated. I really thought we were done. You know, I thought this is, I'm ready to move on. So she explained to me, I was going to have to have radiation. So I went back to see my oncologist and talked with him and Mm -hmm. he wasn't very positive with me. As a matter of fact, he told me since it had spread to the lymph nodes that I probably wasn't going to live a lot longer, but he said he wanted me to go and see his radiologist and that he'd be able to tell me the next plan, you know, what he could do for me. Mm-hmm. So John and I went to see this radiologist, and I think we went the same day. I think we just went kind of across the building or whatever and saw him. Mm-hmm. And we kind of asked him, so, so what, tell us what you, you know, what does it do? What, why are we doing radiation? What can you do for, mm-hmm. for me? And he said, well, he said, Nancy, he said, the tumors will continue to grow and spread in your body. He said, and I'll be able to radiate them and keep you comfortable at the end. Wow. This is not what I wanted to hear. That's not what anybody wants to hear. No. So John and I, he had the the radiologist get a call while we were there. I've never had this happen to me before. And he left the office to go take the call. I don't know. It could have been an emergency. I don't know what it was. It was was an act of God, I think. Yes. I told John, I said, I don't want this man in charge of my life. I He's so negative. You know what? If he thinks I have no hope, why would I want him? Mm-hmm. And so we decided in the office, we're not going back. That's it. We're done. Wow. So we, we finished up. The, he came back. We finished up the appointment. We were very kind. You know, we didn't tell him we weren't coming back. Right. But when we got home, we made a definite decision. We're not going back to see him. Well, now I have cancer that's spread in my body. Who knows where? And I you don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. Wow. So um, I had to remind myself what God had said. God said, yeah. she'll live and not die yes. and declare the works of the Lord. Yes. So the two doctors didn't have that. They didn't know God, I don't think, but they certainly hadn't heard from him. Mm-hmm. So I hung on to those words because I know God doesn't lie. Okay. So John and I came into agreement with what God had said about me, that I was going to live. I was yes. not going to die. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter what the doctors had to say. Yes. I knew that I wanted to stand on those words rather than what the doctor had to say. Yeah. Wow. That That's crazy. Going from that, eight rounds of chemo, and then you, like you said, you have the word of the Lord, yes. but this is what, what man says. This is the hope the world can give us. Yeah. Nancy, um, share with us, you know, walk us through your experience how you went from, you, you shared in your testimony that I've heard, I, I, I was negative Nancy. <laughs> Tell us about that and how you you shifted your life from being negative Nancy. Mm-hmm. This was a great, great learning lesson for me. It really was. You know, yeah. I wouldn't wish it on myself again or on anybody else, but I learned so much through this whole thing. Right. So I'd always been negative Nancy. I, we laugh about if you looked up negative Nancy in the dictionary, my picture would probably be. <laughs> and I still tend to go to the 
negative side, but it can be a good thing. Like, you know, you could say, oh, we found a house and it's everything we want and it's 17 bedrooms and two yeah. swimming pools. And my, my thought would be, well, how much does that cost? <laughs> you know, so it's always a bad thing. Yes. But at this point, it was easier for me to dwell on what the doctors had said, even though I knew what God had said. Right. You know, we needed to, to make a change. Mm -hmm. um, two doctors said, because it spread to the lymph node, that I wouldn't live for very long. So I knew what I needed to do. I had the word. God had given me his word. He'd spoken it to me three times. Yeah. I knew it was him. There was no doubt in my, in my heart at all that God had spoken this to me. But I needed to stand on the word. And mm -hmm. honestly, Lynn, I was a pastor's wife, and I'd never been in a position like this. And I right. didn't know how to stand for myself. I'd right. stood for many others, but I didn't know how to do it for myself. Wow. So after talking to the doctors with the negative report and the negative prognosis, John mm -hmm. got a call and, and the decision that we're not going back there. John got a call and God had, him, had this woman calling. A okay. woman called. She was a vice president in one of the hospitals in town. Okay. She said, John, she said, I heard about Nancy's prognosis. I heard what the, what the radiologist said to her. She mm -hmm. said, I want you to know we have a radiologist here at the hospital and she's a Christian. And I think Nancy needs to see her. She said, if you choose not to come here for treatment, that's okay. That won't be a problem. But if Nancy wants to come and talk with her, I'll mm -hmm. set that up. Okay. So we, we talked about it, prayed about it. And we mm -hmm. felt like, yeah, let's, hey, what have we got to lose at this? <laughs> exactly. But, so we made an appointment and we went in to see her. I, you know, I am so nervous. I've only heard bad things from doctors that have my full diagnosis here. She yeah. has the same diagnosis before her. That's so right. In there, um, it was kind of cool because we're in the we're in the waiting room before I went in for the appointment, and a um, chaplain came in mm -hmm. and she said, "Is this your first time here?" And I said, "She said, could I pray with you?" Oh. It was a Catholic. Oh. That's so she prayed with me, and yeah. I, I just felt the peace come over me. You know. Yeah. So I went in to see the doctor. And like I said, I knew she'd read all my records. She knew exactly, you know, what was going on. Mm -hmm. and so um, she, she started to talk to me. And when she did, this woman changed my life. She changed my life. I never saw things the same again. She said, Nancy, she said, I have been dealing with radiation and fighting cancer for years. Mm -hmm. This isn't the end for you. She said, we can do something here. We, I, Yes. Wow. But you have to cooperate too. She said, mm -hmm. God designed your body to fight cancer. Mm -hmm. And it, it needs to do that. You know, we cut our finger. We don't go get our will in order because we've cut our finger. We know our body will heal. Right. It, may hurt. it may hurt for a day or two, but it's going <laughs> to heal. Well, your body can heal of cancer also. God designed it to do that. Wow. But she said, but Nancy, she did this. You have to talk with your mouth. She said, you need to speak out of your mouth the truth. And the truth is that God designed you to fight cancer, that you can overcome this, that you are going to live and not die. So, you know, I just, I was so excited. She said, by his stripes, you are healed. She said, I speak to um, the cancer and I see the radiation that I sent. She said, I pray over every patient oh, and I speak to that radiation, which is light. Yeah. And I tell it, go into that cancer, which is darkness, and wow. expel it out of there. Dispel that cancer. Wow. So I knew this. We had a plan. She said, I do believe that we do need to do radiation. I would 
you know, I would like to set you up okay. rounds of radiation. She mm-hmm. said, but you know what? Let's see. Let's, let's trust God. Let's get at this. Okay. So, you know, I'd never heard of speaking to my body. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of that before. But yeah. I remembered a scripture where Jesus said we can speak to a mountain and it has to move. Matthew 18, 19 says, if two of you on earth agree about whatever they may ask, mm-hmm. it will come to pass and yes. be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Since we all came into agreement, we all were in agreement, mm-hmm. that I knew I would be set free from cancer and that God the Father would bring this to pass. Wow. So negative Nancy had a choice to make. Mm-hmm. I could choose to stay being negative Nancy. I could mm-hmm. listen to what the enemy said, and I could repeat it. Or I could listen to what my God said, and I could mm-hmm. repeat that with my mouth, as she said. <laughs> and I did, out loud. You know, yeah. I still do that. Yeah. I still do that to this day. I will speak out loud. Lots of times, even just reading the word, I like to read it out loud. I like to hear it as well as seeing it. Yeah. So that was that was a change. You yeah. know, God's word says the power of life and death are in the tongue. That's right. And I started to realize what I spoke mattered. My life yeah. depended on it. Yeah. His word says that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Jesus paid for that many, many years before. Right. He said he sent his word and healed them. And I already was healed. I needed to walk in that and begin to speak that out. Yes. So 1033 says he heals all your diseases. He doesn't yeah. say, I just heal your hurt finger or your yeah. headache. But yeah. I, he heals everything. I don't care what it is that you have. He can yeah. heal. Yeah. He, he said to me, you shall live and not die and declare the work, works of the Lord. Yeah. So I started radiation. We did it five days a week for seven weeks. Wow. And then it was just a, a 15, to be honest with you, it took longer to get undressed than it did to <laughs> radiation. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. So, yeah. And so, and even that doctor, one of the doctors there that was uh, in the radiology office, he said to me, I don't believe that's a wig. He said, I can't believe it. Well, one time he came in oh. and I was getting treated and I had my wig off and he goes, oh. <laughs> it is a wig, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. So after I finished the 35 rounds, mm-hmm. it was time to have the PET scan. And I don't know how many people understand what a PET scan is, but okay. what it is is they uh, inject a radioactive dye into an IV. Okay. And it goes all through your body. Mm-hmm. And whatever the, the radioactive dye is only is attracted to cancer. And so it will go to every spot in your body that there's cancer, and it will oh. light up. Wow. So it's pretty amazing. It made yeah. me a little nervous because they had it in a silver case, mm-hmm. and she had gloves on when she's injecting them into my body. But that's just that's how it's done. So I went in and had the PET scan. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to see whose word is true. Whose report will you believe? Right. So I went home. and. Yeah. A few days later, we got the call. Yeah. She said, Nancy, we found no cancer. There's no cancer. Wow. It was completely gone. Wow. And it never reared its ugly head again. That was wow. over 15 years ago. And I am cancer-free today and continue to be cancer-free for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So you went from negative Nancy to a powerful woman of faith. I mean, I've spent much time with you and I've never really known you to be negative at all. I mean, sometimes I thought, 
I would think to myself before I knew your story, wow, she smiles an awful lot. <laughs> but now that I know your story and your journey and what you've been through, you've got so much to smile about. And it's true. If God can take care of cancer and that death report you received, he can do anything. He can. You know, he can do anything. He gave you your life back and you're living it to the full. Absolutely. So you're 15 years cancer free. Nancy, what would you say to our listeners who are going through difficult circumstances? Maybe they're facing a crisis and it seems like the enemy is prevailing. Yes, we can't let him prevail. Let the Lord prevail. He wants yes. to. My yes. first advice would be just what I did. And I didn't necessarily seek this out, but you can seek it out. Ask mm -hmm. God for a word or Good. words. Good word. Um, and there's different ways to do this. I would recommend, first of all, get in a quiet place by yourself and just yes. ask him. He will do it. You know, in the Garden of Eden, God's plan was that he would speak face to face with Adam and Eve every day. It's yeah. still his plan for us today. God wants to speak to us. Yeah. Now, sometimes I've heard people do get audible voices. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we do get a word through a prophet. That's okay, too. Yeah. But I think it's important that we get the word ourselves, however yes. that happens. Sometimes mm -hmm. you, sometimes I've asked for a word, and I didn't get it right then. But mm -hmm. later, uh, maybe I was listening to someone preach, or maybe I was mm -hmm. just reading the word of God, and it just jumps at me like, that's your answer. Yes. So get a word. Yes. Get, get quiet before the Lord. Get into his word. And I recommend that you're in his word every day. Whether you need a word or not, you need a word every day. We do. Sure. Yeah. So definitely get get a word. And it doesn't have to be about just healing. It can be about no. salvation for your family. It yes. can be for finances. It can be for fear. It Amen. can be for pride. It can be any of those. Ask God to give you a word. Yeah. And then once you get that word, stand on that word. Yes. You know, it tells us in the Bible that they came to Mary Mm -hmm. uh, when they ran out of wine at the wedding at Canaan. Now, I'm not sure why they came to Mary. I don't know mm -hmm. if they kind of suspected that maybe Jesus could help them. <laughs> or maybe Mary was just the go-to woman, you know? Right. Probably mm -hmm. go ask Mary. There you go. Said, and she pointed to her son, and she to Jesus, and she said, do whatever he says to do. Wow. And I encourage you today, whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. It, yes. will, it will yield the fruit that you're going to be thankful for. Yes. Trust in him with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and don't listen to the enemy or the negative Nancys in the world. Don't listen to that. Yes. Get the word from God and stand on it. Amen. Not to listen to the negative. Embrace that word that God has given you. Mm -hmm. And I even encourage you to write the words down. I've, I've done this many times. I, I put them on a little three by five card or a mm -hmm. stick note or whatever. Put yeah. them on your mirror in the bathroom. Put them yes. beside your bed so that you can read it before you go to bed at night and when you get up in the morning. Put yes. it on your refrigerator. Put it on your car dash, wherever you're going to see it. Yeah. Remind yourself because we have to work on that. You know, right. God speaks in our spirit, but we have to be able to take that word that he's given to us and bring it up to our mind mm -hmm. to where we believe it for ourselves. Yep. That's I, I read a book by, by Charles Capson. He said he was learning this process of speaking the word of God and getting results. And he said to the Lord, he said, Lord, he said, I don't even believe what I'm saying. And God <laughs> said, well, then say it till you do believe it. And that's what I'm you Say it until you believe it, until it's in your mind and you know that's God's word for you. Wow. Yeah. 
Deuteronomy yeah. 30, 19 says that God has set before us life and death, mm-hmm. blessing and cursing. Yeah. The enemy is here in this world. He he wants to come after you. He wants to attack you. He wants to win, but we yeah. can't let him win. We have to choose life and we have to choose blessing. And yeah. often we do this by being in his word and speaking his word aloud. Yeah. So I say, whatever God says, do it. Yes. Whatever God says, say it. Amen. Yes, and Amen. that's how we get the victory. Amen. Wow. That's wise words, learned words, words that you've learned yourself. You walked it through. And we thank you for that. I mean, yes, you could have listened to that first diagnosis that you got. You don't have much time. You know, you're going to die. I'm going to make you comfortable. But you walked out of that office that day and said no. And you weren't going to listen to the voice of man. You were going to listen to the voice of the Lord. And how God just instrumented everything. He lined everything up for you. Connected. You do, You went home. You didn't know what you were going to do. No, you said you were full of cancer. You know, but you knew what not to do. Yes. You knew that I wasn't going to go with that guy because I'm just going to die if I go with him. Yes, but right. you, you know, you went home, sought the Lord. He set things up for you. You connected with that radiologist. God had a perfect plan. Maybe it wasn't the plan you ever expected to walk. You know, your journey, you know, often our journeys, it isn't what we expect in life. We walk down roads we don't ever think we will walk down. But Nancy, you're standing here today, no longer negative Nancy, but a woman of faith. And you walk and you know now, when you get a, a, a diagnosis or something that the enemy brings your way, you know yes. how to stand on the word. And that's what God wants us all to do today. Yes. He wants us to be able to go to him, look to him in our time of trouble. You know, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 says, yes, we have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. We can't trust in ourselves. We have to look to the Lord. I love the way the message translation says this verse. It says, it was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could ever have happened. I mean, can we honestly say that when we go through difficulties and troubles, Nancy, what you've been through is the best thing that ever could have happened. That's what he says. Instead of trusting in our own strength or our wits to get us out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raises the dead. Amen. He's the God who raises the dead. He's the God who has the answer for you today. No matter what you're walking through, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what your kids look like, they might be rebellious. They may be that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter. Your your children might be strung out on drugs. Your finances may be in the negative. What word are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what the bank account says? Are you going to believe the doctor's report? Are you going to believe what the enemy is trying to do? Or are we going to believe the word of the Lord? We have no choice as children of God, as women of God. Come on, us women, we can be powerful. We can be powerhouses. We can shift things. Nancy said, you know, 
Her role was just to be a good wife, a good mother, stand by her husband. We don't have to have a platform role to make a difference, women of God. We just have to be the women who God has created us to be. He's got a destiny for you. He has a destiny for me. Nancy, I would like you to look into the camera and close in prayer. Whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, just pray for those who are watching today. Well, Father, I thank you. I thank you so much for everyone that's listening to this today. So many of us are going through hard things. The world is in turmoil. We don't, we don't understand all of what's going on by any means. But yes. Lord, we know you're still God. Lord, I know you taught me that cancer is spelled with a small C, and God, you're still spelled with a big G, no matter what's going on in our lives. And Father, I know that your desire is for them to have a good life. You have a great plan for their lives. Yes. And Lord, your desire is to speak to them. And Lord, I just, I encourage each one today, listen, listen, Lord. I, I'm encouraging them to listen to you, to yes. give a word. Yeah. To stand on that word, to mm. write the word down, to, to say it with your mouth out loud. Amen. Lord, you have given us the keys of the kingdom. And mm. I believe many of the keys are speaking with our mouth, finding your word, finding out what you have to say, and yes. speaking it out loud in Jesus' name. Father, yes. thank you for what you're going to do. This is going to be great testimonies yes. of people who choose to put your word to work who choose yes. to do what you've told them to do, who mm -hmm. choose to say what you've told them to say. Yes. And Lord, I thank you that you are the God that cares about every detail of each life. It, everyone, Lord God, you love us all. We're all your favorites. Oh, yeah. And Lord, I just, I, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your word. It's so yes. truthful and yes. so helpful for what we need. And Lord, thank you for that. I, I bless each one that's listening today. I speak to their hearts. Let mm -hmm. them know you love them. Ladies, I just encourage you. Yes. Listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Say it and do it in Jesus' name. Amen. I love how Nancy always says that to me. You're just God's favorite. I mean, that is such a good, it's true. We all are his favorite. God loves us. He has no one favorite. We're all his favorites, ladies. And so God has great things in store for you. I hope each and every one of you were encouraged by this powerful testimony. Share it with others. Let them know that they can watch the broadcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We're excited about Girl Talk, and I hope that this has been an encouraging word for you. I know it has for me. It's built up my faith to not look at what we're going through, but trust God. Don't give up. We're all on a journey. Some of us are in better places than others at the moment. But you know what? We just keep looking to the Lord. Be ready in season and out of season. Even as Nancy shared, we need to get in the word every day. I'm a firm believer of that. I was told years ago, you know, don't stop praying for your children. You've given them to the Lord. You've put them in your hands. You don't need to pray for them any longer. That didn't work for me. When I listened to that and I stopped praying, just things got worse. And so for me, I have proved it that seeking the Lord, praying to the Lord, getting a word from the Lord, it's the only thing. And hang on to the word, but pray it to pass. Come on, we yeah. got to pray it to pass. Right. Stand firm until the end. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless. We love you all.
for tuning in to Girl Talk with Lynn Blakeney. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media to receive notifications of new episodes and important updates. We'll catch you next time.